For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to episode 244 of the Sports Yak podcast. Oh, you mean the John Hadle episode? John Hadle. John Hadle was a quarterback for the San Diego Chargers in the old AFL. At a young age, he probably looked like everybody's dad or grandpa. He basically looked like Red from that 70s show throughout his NFL career. (laughs) Great reference. (laughs) But he was a four-time All-Star. And then he went, was traded to the Los Angeles Rams in 1972. Led the Rams to a 12-2 record. Made the playoffs. John Hadle then got traded to Green Bay for an amazing amount of draft picks. And it is considered the worst trade for a quarterback ever in NFL history because John Hadle went to the Green Bay Packers and recorded a 7-19 and record in his two seasons with the Packers. Uh, wrapped up as a backup to Dan Pastorini with the Houston Oilers. John Hadle, 244 touchdown passes, 268 interceptions. And by the way... The last quarterback to wear a number higher than 19 in the NFL. He wore number 21 throughout his career. Mm. And then the NFL came in and said, no, we cannot have people with numbers higher than 19 playing quarterback. That cannot happen. Will John Hadle come around for episode 268, do you think, because of the interceptions? Because of the interceptions, you never know. He might be a rare person who can get two episodes <laughs> of this podcast. I love that. Oh, John Hadle. Now I'm going to have to Google his red from that 70s show look. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame, by the way. Is he? Play, played at the Kansas. Does he look just angry? Do they have like a <laughs> trophy? He's just like, meh. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, the crowd's going wild. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's on the way. It is. It's Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. All right, let's get into it. A lot of tweets, a lot of Facebook posts early this morning. I went to bed. I was like, Ugh. I woke up and I was like, yeah. 
I told somebody just that same thing last night. I said, I'm going to bed. Hopefully, I can wake up and be pleasantly surprised. And there, for the grace of God, a text from <laughs> Diane Freeby telling me Bears win 20 to 19. I went to your Twitter page immediately and I saw maybe like a halftime stat and I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, that's because Uncle Chuck has to sleep sometime. <laughs> so uh, let's let's review this one for you last night. Uh, the Bears come out, and they look awful for about a quarter and a half. And Tom Brady is moving the Bucks up and down the field. Now, they occasionally will shoot themselves in the foot with a penalty and stop their own drive. And they have a 13-0 lead midway through the second and people are saying, how do Bears fans watch this stuff every week? But if you're a Bears fan, you understand that quick starts are just not their thing. Nope. They just don't like the quick start. We're a full four-quarter team. Yes. The Bears, they like to let the other team build that confidence with the double-digit lead and then challenge themselves and see if they can come back. <laughs> it's as almost as if the first half is hibernation for a Bear. The second part is lunch and dinner. So in the second quarter, Tampa Bay makes a couple of their 11 penalties on the night mm. and helps a bear drive get going down the field. And then Jimmy Graham makes a remarkable one-hand catch of a Nick Foles throw. It's 13-7. Kyle Fuller comes up with a huge hit on defense, pops the ball loose from a Tampa Bay receiver, Bears pounce on it, and they surge it into the end zone on a David Montgomery run, 14-13 at halftime. Second half comes out. Tampa Bay goes down the field. They get a field goal. They get another field goal. The Bears get a field goal. It's 19-17 late in the game. Foles makes a beautiful lob throw to Montgomery coming out of the backfield on a wheel route. Move them down the field, and the legendary Cairo Santos kicks a 38-yard field goal to give the Bears the lead at 20 to 19. But at this point, there's about a minute 40 left in the game, and Tampa Bay's got a quarterback by the name of Tom Brady, who has kind of been <laughs> through this thing before. Yeah. So if you're a Bears fan at that point, you're sitting there with a very uh, uncomfortable feeling you're in clenched. the pit of your stomach. You're clenched. So Brady comes out, gets a first down, and then for some reason, um, he's, he's looking at a third and five. He tries to throw it to Gronk down the field, overshoots him a little bit. Gronk got a hand on it. Bears almost pick it off, and it's fourth down. And again, Brady tries to throw down the field, not to Gronkowski this time, but to his tight end, Brady, who had been a favorite target of his throughout the night and tries about a 30-yard pass on fourth and six, and it doesn't work. And Tom's standing there holding four fingers up and looking at the ref saying, why is everybody going off the field? It's fourth down, isn't it? And the ref has to kind of tell him, no, that was fourth down. Ooh, wow. You're done. And... You know, then you get petulant Brady going to the sidelines, which you had seen petulant Brady a couple of times before because, as I mentioned, Tampa Bay had 11 penalties in the game. And so the Bears continue to be 
the luckiest team, 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 <laughs> team, on the face of the earth, the earth, the earth, the earth, and win it 20 to 19. They're 4 and 1 for the first time since 2012, which, by the way, they didn't make the playoffs that year. And they've had three double digit comebacks now for the first time since 1985. The so do you think it just got away from him in the heat of the game and clock management and trying to get him down the field just got away from him? He, he's human. Yeah. He's human and he made a mistake. So anyway. The, the camera angle from that, is it Santos? Is that his last name? Yeah. The camera angle that they showed online this morning, it looked like farther than 38 yards. I mean, it looked like, okay. But here's the other thing. Did you see the Khalil Mack sack on Twitter. Not so much the sack of Brady, but what he did the to the offensive move. lineman that yeah. wouldn't get off of him afterwards. <laughs> yes. Because I thought the Brady sack was Tom was already kind of losing his balance and yeah. he just got a little push. But then when Khalil I mean, that looked like a Thor from a Marvel movie superhero move. So for those of you who haven't seen it, and if you haven't, really, what are you doing with your life? Tweet it out, Chuck. Uh, Tristan Wirtz is the offensive lineman assigned to Khalil Mack last night for Tampa Bay. And you got to feel bad for the kid because he was just overmatched most of the night. So he's trying to block off Mack. And Mack gets the sack. And apparently Tristan wants to make sure that Khalil doesn't just stand over his quarterback and pose. And Mack, with... One arm, mind you, <laughs> basically takes Tristan Wirtz and flips him over his shoulder Up and over. as though it's some sort of a Bruce Lee kung fu movie and deposits him on the turf of Soldier Field mm -hmm. and then walks away. <laughs> and then walks away. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in the vernacular of today, that's a bad man. <laughs> that's a bad man right there. I heard a little bit of your NFL schedule in your your morning sports report. What a what a crazy mess for the weekend. This COVID thing. Now the good news is this morning this this COVID thing not going away. <laughs> is that not going away? Is it? Some people have told me <laughs> that's not going away. Um. Anyway, this morning, good news. There's no positive test for New England. There's no positive test for Tennessee, and therefore the league feels like they can proceed with games this weekend involving those teams, but they have pushed them back. So uh, New England will play Denver in the MCL Cafeteria Senior Special at 5 o'clock Monday. And so for those of you who who have to get the Senior Special at 4.30, <laughs> you can get home in time to watch most of that game at 5. And then... The Buffalo-Tennessee game has been pushed to Tuesday night at 7 because apparently with the Mac not playing right now uh, and that Buffalo team not playing on Tuesday night, the NFL said, well, let's have another Buffalo team play on Tuesday night. So Buffalo and Tennessee will play Tuesday night at 7 on CBS. Wow. All right, let's segue into college football. We've got a Notre Dame game finally. Finally. It's been three weeks. Three weeks. And the Irish will take the field tomorrow night, ranked number five in the nation against Florida State. 
Typically, this would be considered a big game. That's why it gets the primetime window on NBC. But Florida State has not held up its end of the bargain this year. They come in here one and two. They're win a come-from-behind victory against FCS team Jacksonville State last week. So that's not exactly impressive. Now, the Seminoles do have some folks on defense that can play. Uh, they've got defensive tackle Marvin Wilson, who's probably going to be a high, if not a first-round draft choice. So this will be a challenge for the Notre Dame offensive line, which currently is ranked best in the nation. And the Irish, of course, have to shake off some rust after having that three-week hiatus. They will not have the talents of Pioneer's own Jack Kaiser at linebacker or Myron Tagovailoa Amosa at defensive tackle. Both of those are unavailable, as they say these days. They have COVID or contact tracing. And so they're not ready to play, but everybody else should be full go. And the Irish do get some people back for this game. Kyle Hamilton will be back at safety. Ben Skoranek back from the hamstring problem at wide receiver. And we get our first look at Kevin Austin, who's probably considered the most explosive receiver on this team. It'll be the first time that he's played at Notre Dame Stadium in two years since the Florida State game of 2018. I've been using the Jack Kaiser reference a lot with my son saying, hey, just be ready. Be ready to play. In this day and age, you never know. And you could be the next man in. And Jack Kaiser found that out. And he was ready. And he answered the call. And he played very well. And that's why it was alarming when you didn't see his name on the depth chart this week. And Brian Kelly explained it in his Thursday update yesterday that neither Kaiser nor Tagovailoa Mosa would be available this weekend. But I would look for the Irish. They are a 21-point favorite in this game, and I th- I think the spread's right around there. Okay. Well, it's a, a huge bummer that the unbeatens will not be playing tonight. Yeah, uh, and it really kind of depends on who you talk to as to what the story is. Well, the story is this. Marion and Elkhart were supposed to play tonight. Uh, Marion is ranked number two. Elkhart's ranked number five. They're both unbeaten, as Corey mentioned was going to be a headliner in the NIC North. And Marion, on Monday, Mike, Michael Davidson, the head coach there, was told, okay, you got a couple of players. We've got a COVID case in the school. Got a couple of players that are going through contact tracing. Okay. Um, that number grew as the week went on till it was eight players yesterday, six of them starters, and Michael Davidson said, this is crazy. We can't we can't take a team of JV players over and play the fifth-ranked team in 6A, so we're not going to play. Now, the Elkhart side of this is, well, wait a minute. You haven't shut down the program. You haven't shut down practice. You're still practicing and everything. Um, Elkhart was, was hoping to be able to play. Yes, they understand why Michael's looking out for the safety of his team. Um, but Elkhart feels as though the game should go down as a forfeit. And and I've heard this from, from fans of different teams as the year has gone along. I, I think it's a very difficult call to make because I, I get where Michael is coming from. I mean, Elkhart is probably as talented a team as there is in the area. And yes, you'd be a little bit scared for your JV players going out there. But if you were playing, if you had scheduled a less talented team this week, would you still be playing? If the answer is no because of the of the safety concerns and the fact that these kids are going through contact tracing, you really don't know what the status of your team is, 
then that's fine. Uh, if the answer is, well, we would play somebody, but we're not going to play Elkhart, that's a different story. You know, nobody really has the answer to that. But those are the two sides that have kind of been presented to me this week. Is it a cancellation or a postponement? It's a cancellation. There's oh. no time to postpone it because, Corey, the pairings were announced last night for the sectional. And the sectional begins in just two weeks from tonight. So you don't have any time to make up this game. You've got to you've got to move ahead. Hopefully for Marion, they can move ahead and play St. Joe next week because that's always a big game. They're a huge rivalry, and it's built for the end of the year. Elkhart is still, even at this hour, we're taping at 925. They are still talking to teams in Michigan. They've been rebuffed from everybody that they've gone after in Indiana to try to play, including the Chesterton team that's sitting there idle tonight because their opponent had COVID, and Chesterton apparently didn't want to play Elkhart. So now Elkhart's looking for Michigan teams to possibly play, if not tonight, then maybe tomorrow. To get a game in, yeah. Yeah, mm. because, you know, they're... Their kids want to play. Any talk of what Michigan teams they're calling? Uh, there is a team, Davison, Michigan, that they are trying to get a hold of because they had lost an opponent because of COVID. Okay. And put something out this week saying, hey, anybody looking for a game? Okay. Are there high school rules that you can't play a certain amount of games in a certain amount of time? Like, could a team play a Sunday game and a Friday game? Well, you can't play on Sunday, number one. That That's forbidden. That's a rule. Yeah. How about a Monday and a Friday? Well, you can only play so many quarters in a week. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Yeah, there there are rules about that. But there are teams playing tonight, yeah. and two of them will be on TV 46. We will be over in Middlebury, the brand-new Interafield, beautiful complex they have over in Middlebury. And we will show you Concord and number 8 Northridge. Northridge has four shutouts in its six games this year. They'll face a Concord team that likes to sling it around. They've got a wonderful junior receiver named Jack DRC, another one named Amarian Moore, uh, junior quarterback and Hunter Dutton. So this is really a Concord team that's kind of built for 2021, but they're 4-2 and two this year, and they could give Northridge some fits, very physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. So we'll see a, a good headbanger. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, but I think it'll be entertaining. Northridge has a quarterback we profiled yesterday on Twitter by the name of Logan Hooley, five foot eight, hundred and forty pounds. I mean, he's not going to get a whole lot of Division One offers of any, but he helps engineer their offense, and he's kind of fun to watch. And we'll get a chance to see him. We hope to have a live stream. We don't know what kind of signal we'll get over in Middlebury. Nothing's guaranteed, but if we can get that signal going, you'll see it tonight on Facebook, YouTube, and the IHSA Champions Network at six forty-five. Of course, we'll have it for you on TV 46 tonight, 11 tomorrow morning at 9. New Prairies at Penn, Warsaw at Northwood, North Judson at LaVille. Take us up to Michigan, Chuck Freeman. Well, let, let me break down those Indiana games for you just a little bit. New Prairie at Penn is interesting because New Prairie went there two years ago and played for the first time and got embarrassed. A lot of those New Prairie kids were embarrassed over how that game went. I don't know if that thing's going or not. It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. A lot of New Prairie kids were embarrassed over how that game went. They want to redeem themselves tonight. Uh, a little bit different New Prairie team. And, of course, Penn trying to get back to the 500 mark. We're not used to saying that, but they could use a victory tonight. It's senior night. It should be an emotional night over there at Penn. And we'll see how that game goes. 
Warsaw at Northwood. Warsaw is the leader in the Northern Lakes Conference. Northwood is kind of banged up. They're down to their third-string quarterback, but he played well last week. Now he's had a full week to prepare. Second week in a row that David Wilson, the defensive coordinator at Northwood, will have this option kind of attack to prepare for. Warsaw runs basically the exact same things as Mishawaka does, so we'll see how the Panthers do in defending the Tigers. And then that North Judson-LaVille game. LaVille's undefeated. North Judson, number nine in Class 1A. It's a big game in the Hoosier North Conference. Up in Michigan, Corey, I know you're familiar with the term the war on the shore. This oh, I is would your love to be in this game. Why don't you go? I have to play the role of father on the final tryout of basketball, oh, yeah. which he has made the final round. Could be a, a rough night or it could be a celebratory night. Either way, it gets it gets done when the game starts in, in Lakeshore. Okay, well, you've got St. Joe and Lakeshore meeting for the 64th time. Lancers lead the series 33-30. St. Joe comes in undefeated, 3-0. They've got a fine quarterback in Troy Prattley, a great receiver in Griffin Shinrock, and their defense has only given up 13 points in each of the first three games. Now they take on a Lakeshore team, the veteran Denny Dock on the sidelines once again for the Lancers. Lakeshore has kind of found its offensive stride in the last two weeks after struggling in week one. Can they defend Al Stockman Stadium from the encroaching Bears? And then the other game of note up there, Buchanan, is undefeated so far this year. Mark Fry's Bucks off to a 3-0 start. They'll take on Comstock in a key BCS game. Buchanan voted most friendly city in America. Really? Of 2020, yes, by Reader's Digest. Well, they've got a terrific student section up there. They call them the Herd. And uh, I always enjoy going up and covering Buchanan basketball games. I like me some Wheatberry. You been there? I've been to Wheatberry. I agree with you there. And, of course, I love me some Lowry's Meat Market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say hello to Marv in there when you stop by. <laughs> uh, a couple of games last night in Michigan. You know why they played last week or last night in Michigan, Corey? I don't. Well, if you had listened to earlier Yak episodes, you'd understand that there's an official shortage this year. Oh, and it's starting to come to roost for some of the Michigan teams. So I know of at least three area teams. One moved to Saturday, two moved to Thursday, trying to spread things out because there's just not enough football officials right now. So please, ladies and gentlemen, if you're sitting there and you're a sports fan and you want to help the kids who play high school sports, you should go out and learn how to be an official because... Uh, the kids need them so that they can play games. So last night, Decatur was able to double up Hartford 26-13. Kalamazoo United continues to look strong up in Michigan. They beat Waterville 42-7. By the way, one other note uh, that I think you'll appreciate on the St. Joe Lakeshore game. This will be the 29th season of our buddy Phil McDonald calling the St. Joe Lakeshore game. Wow. Yeah, I started working with Phil in 1988. And uh, he's a good guy. He's terrific. And, he's actually and, really good at it, too. And, and occasionally a guest on this show yeah, because he makes the mistake of answering the phone. <laughs> His fault, not ours. Yes, exactly. NBA Finals tonight at a decent time as well. Well, 9 o'clock, right? Well, I can stay up a little bit on Yeah, Friday. because it's Friday night. <laughs> I get that first quarter. Uh, Lakers will be wearing their Black Mamba jerseys tonight, trying oh, to dedicate this one to wow. Kobe. They have not lost in those jerseys all season, and they're trying to close out the heat tonight. I said that the Lakers would win in six, so for that prophecy to be correct, 
I need Jimmy Butler and the Heat to show up tonight. And I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. I I get the feeling. I'm not saying the Heat are going to throw the game or anything. I get the feeling people are anxious to get out of the bubble. Yeah. And, let's and, wrap this up and uh, get some time off. The buses are warmed up and let's go home. And no talk at all of a start for the next season. No. Now, the NHL did come out. They had their draft the other day. And they came out and said January 1st would be opening day for the NHL season. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something similar for the NBA or maybe at least December. you got to give these guys a little bit of time with their families here before you kick in the next season. Plus, you know, uh, there's at least around here there's been a spike in COVID. I can't speak of nationwide of how it's been i feel like january 1st would be a good start yeah or at least first week of january sure let's get the holidays let's give them some time new year let's get after it. well and you have to you have to have time for the off season too all the free agency signings and things like that that Mm -hmm. all has to happen over a course of time by the way i mentioned that nhl draft congratulations to landon slaggart incoming freshman at the university of nerd aim uh played at or was a student at Adams High School. He was drafted in the third round by the Blackhawks. Now, the way the hockey draft rights work is the team maintains those through your freshman, sophomore, and junior years. So after junior year, don't be surprised if Landon Slykert leaves to go join the Blackhawks. But at least he gets those three years of college, can get a head start on his education, can get some more experience playing at a high level of hockey and how about Adams High School I know Jim Seitz the principal they're very proud of the fact that in the last six months they've had two former students drafted by professional sports teams Danny Pinter by the Colts and now Landon Slaggard by the Blackhawks that's a that's a great record right there Let's wrap it up with the baseball, Chuck Freebie. Well, the baseball playoffs are set now in the National League for the Championship Series. The two best teams all year will meet in the NLCS. The Dodgers and the Braves both completing sweeps yesterday. Boy, this Braves pitching, Corey, has been phenomenal. They have played five games in the playoffs so far, and they have won four of them by shutouts. No team has done that since the 1905 New York Giants. So the Braves are... Really good right now and playing well, but they'll have to take on a Dodgers team that many believe are the favorite to go back to the World Series. Dave Roberts' squad uh, looking impressive again last night as they eliminate a very good San Diego team, and they do it with a sweep. So that playoff pairing is set. The American League, the Houston Astros, I think, have a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all the talk. They're tired of the hatred about the trash can banging and all that. And they went out and they rocked the Oakland A's pitching staff pretty good. They're swinging the bats well. They await the winner of the series between the Yankees and the Rays. The Rays had the Yankees on the ropes going into last night with a 2-1 lead. But the Yankees come back. Luke Voigt smashing homers. Glaber Torres, the former South Bend Cubs, smashing a home run. And the Yankees win convincingly, and so they force the climactic Game 5 tonight in San Diego between the Yanks and the Rays. And, oh, by the way, the Yankees get to send Garrett Cole, their ace, to the mound for this one. So should be interesting to see who comes out of that series. You know, you know that Major League Baseball and the TV networks are rooting for the Yankees and the Dodgers to get to the World Series. 
How does a pregame for college football work for you tomorrow? Tomorrow we'll be up on the balcony of the press box at Notre Dame Stadium. We'll join you at 6 o'clock during 16 News Now for some live updates then, and then countdown to kickoff rolls from 6.30 to 7.30. Among the features, we'll have a little story about Braden Lindsay and his relationship with Kobe Bryant. And we'll talk to the former Heisman Trophy winner from Florida State, Charlie Ward, who, of course, played in a very memorable Florida State-Notre Dame game back in 1993, something called the Game of the Century, which, by the way, was the game that not only had the first college game day road trip, but also started off a little show that I like to call Countdown to Kickoff, and so I do. What's Charlie doing now? Charlie is living in Tallahassee, raising his kids, um, he's an ambassador for the university, but he is also uh, doing a podcast down there and helping coach one of his kids' teams, I believe. Okay. Um, Charlie Ward, by the way, here's, here's some interesting stuff on him historically. He is the only Heisman Trophy winner to play in the NBA. He played 11 years in the NBA. He was also drafted in the 18th round of the Major League Baseball draft. And is considered a heck of a tennis player as well. Really? I mean, one of the great athletes in, in a period of time when we had those multi-sport athletes, guys like Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Charlie Ward. He was really, really good. Was he a Nick? Yes. That's where I remember him. Okay. Yep. And uh, I, w- I want to close today with a, a segment that I'm bringing new to the program. I'm going to call it Overrated or Underrated. Okay. And, I uh, love a new segment. And, you know, last time we talked a lot about Eddie Van Halen with the death of Eddie Van Halen. You sent me that wonderful tweet about Purdue yesterday on the oh, video board. Wasn't that great? At uh, ross Aid Stadium putting up a big EVH logo, and it, it could be seen right next to Mackey Arena. It looked really cool. I wonder if they played a little music through the sound system, too, gave a little... Well, it's funny because I know Notre Dame baseball practice the other day. During batting practice, the whole batting practice was... A, a tribute to Van Halen. Was it? Yes. Oh, wow. I love it. So anyway, but that has nothing to do with today's segment. Okay. Today's segment, Overrated, Underrated, happens to be a song and an artist that I heard on the way in today. Okay. And you had put up a big uh, post on Facebook today about the 80s. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about the 80s? Well, here's an artist from the 80s, I suppose a little bit the 90s too. I want to know, overrated or underrated? Your opinion on the career of Corey Hart. Wow. Sunglasses at night, which would be uh, a wonderful definition of one-hit wonder. Never surrender. Never surrender. Uh, And uh, he had like two more that were pretty... uh, Always, I Am By Your Side was a decent hit. And uh, Never never Surrender and... um, I would say underrated. I would agree with you. I would say underrated. I I think he had a pretty decent career, and he and you know I didn't call up the discography. I'm I'm doing it now. Uh, he's Canadian, so that helps. Um, yeah, but he came out during a time when you had your your Brian Adams, your you know your your white guys with the guitar. Yeah. Uh, he was a he's a good looking dude, so you know there's that. Had a decent video for that song, which uh, helped in MTV World. Uh, still singing to this day, uh, doing 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 the hits for the kids in the city. 
you know, so. I want to put that in front of me, too, here. Sunglasses at Night, Never Surrender. There was another song called, uh, was it I Am By Your Side? Yeah, I believe so. Or by your side. That was a that was a decent uh that was a decent hit. Yeah, I'll give that one to you. Underrated or overrated. That that's fun. So I'll see what other things that I can bring. And of course you can you can feel free to bring in things. Or if you, the listener, wants to recommend something for underrated, overrated, feel free to contact us on Twitter at SportJack with two K's. We never check our email box, so please don't it really bother, yeah. don't bother with that. Let's let's go back to nineteen eighty six for a second. This this was the uh, that was his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're gonna make an eighties playlist, this has to be on there. Oh yeah, it has to be. Now, as long as we're talking about it, I've never gotten the lyrics right on this song. Well, I've always thought it was like, don't, don't switch the man on the guy in shades or no, or what? Do you remember that part of the song? Uh, don't switch the bad on the guy. Sunglasses at night lyrics. What does he say? Don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. Oh, no. no. I had no idea he no, said that. No, you don't do that. <laughs> so you're saying good advice? You don't pull the blade on a guy in shades because... He'll, he'll Khalil Mack you. So you said don't pull the blade. He says don't switch the blade. Do okay. you think he means? I Yeah, I think he's talking about switchblade. And you know what that guy in the sunglasses will do? He'll give you the one arm like Khalil Mack. And next thing you know, you're looking up at him, and he's still got the sunglasses on. You're like, get off me, Hadel. You and your crappy arm in the NFL. And your, and your red look. <laughs> your, your, I'm sorry, your what? Your, your red, red look. look. That's right up there with take off your face. <laughs> you paint it in a corner and you just say something. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, John Hadel. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.